Hey y'all, this is Leslie Tom, and you're listening to This Freaking Show. What's up, everyone? I am Travis. I'm Awkward Collins. And welcome to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, you may have noticed uh, Geek Cash Joe is not with us. Um, he may uh, arrive shortly. Uh, we don't know. He's uh, he's doing family stuff or uh, husbandly duty stuff, from my understanding. Yeah, and that's what he said, so... Yeah, so um, he may pop in. Um, if he does, awesome. If not, well, then uh, we'll definitely uh, catch up with him uh, next week. But, Colin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yourself? Doing wonderful. Doing good. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's like a, th- this week has been like a roller coaster of uh, of uh, good and bad stuff. You know, like any roller coaster ups and downs and shit like that. Um, I got my I got paid this week. Uh, the raise that I was guaranteed wasn't on it, so I'm not happy about that. Ooh. Yeah, right. Had to email, you know, email the boss and everything. Like, hey, what's going on? So like that. They said they're gonna take care of it. I'm putting my faith into what they say. So, not too happy about that. But it was St. Patrick's Day, and of course, with St. Patrick's Day comes corned beef, and that kind of made everything better. <laughs> I guess if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah, corned beef's amazing, man. You gotta. You gotta I jump think on I have had it, and I I don't mind it. It's just. I'm it's not, just like your preferred meat. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I need to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's one of the things where I mean, like when when you look at it from you know just a general concept. I mean, all it is is fucking like it's brisket. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's obviously the way it's seasoned and everything, it it does taste different. I love it. It's one of uh, it's one of my favorite uh, holiday based themed kind of foods. You know, like with Thanksgiving, you got turkey and. I think Christmas is ham, or no, Easter's ham. Christmas is, uh, I don't fucking know, candy canes. <laughs> I don't know who fucking knows. But I love corned beef. That was awesome. Uh, next, uh, the next down in this fucking roller coaster is with my day off being tomorrow, I have to go to a fucking work meeting. So I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. So this fucking roller coaster, man. Wednesday sucked because no, uh, no raise. Saturday was awesome because of corned beef. Monday, day off, and I have to go into work. So. Uh... Yeah, it's never fun. Yeah. No, fuck no. It's it's it's. I mean, I it, had to I had to work Saturday. Oh really? Yeah, I had to uh, work four hours. I mean, nothing like you. I mean, you don't have you have the full shift, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not a big fan of Saturday. Did you have to go in, or were you able to do that from home? Oh, I I can work from home. There you go. I, I'm I'm still waiting for that moment where they just make your job like just at home permanently. I mean, well, I don't see what some people think because they don't want to hire people in this office. But, um, it's I wouldn't even be like if they said you have to go in. I wouldn't even be able to get in because here we lock our door, and there's an alarm on it, and only and the key you need. So only certain people have that. <laughs> but uh, Shit. down in our Alabama office, it's just uh key swipe on the outside so anybody if you have a key you can just go into the building so they kind of have to go into the building if they're going to work out the weekend 
Oh wow. Yeah, I just um yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the whole weekend working thing, but uh it's beneficial for me because um um one of my um uh, I don't know like uh, how do I word this? Person I hang out with a lot has uh the same work schedule as me, so it's kind of a bonus. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, yeah, good. so it's a win win. I mean, we kinda of work at the same times and everything, so whenever you know, whenever we're off, we were off together. Um, it does suck with uh, tomorrow because normally tomorrow we kind of like try to make it like a day of relaxing. Maybe we'll get some breakfast or brunch and stuff like that, watch some TV. But we're not going to be able to do that because I got to be in Shorewood um, at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, and uh, she's doing whatever the hell she does when uh, she's not around. So I don't yeah. ask questions. <clears throat> don't get too involved. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a no... Um, What's the word? I don't want to be controlling. I don't want to be, uh, you know, up her ass about the shit she does. So I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to find that medium between being laid back but not too laid back. Yeah. Trying to find that, trying to find that perfect median right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, roller coaster week. Uh, it's, been, it's been good, been bad. Um, it's going to be awesome here in a minute. When we have our guest on, and I'm super excited to talk to this guest because it has been it's been almost a year and a half since we had this guest on. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, yeah, this this is actually uh, this is uh, actually a guest that um you you actually stated in a previous show that you're excited to have back on. I am. Uh, it's it's a musician, and mm-hmm. I've yeah. I've been looking forward to it. It's pretty cool because I, I like I said I just keep up. I mean I'm. I follow her on Facebook and it's just like, Hey, I mean, she's active and it's like, see all the things she's doing. So, yeah. And, and that's the one thing that's pretty cool. I mean, like out of all our guests and most of our guests are pretty active on social media and everything, but I think out of all of them, I think I see more coming from like her Facebook and stuff like that than I do anyone else's. Oh, definitely. Um, but I mean like, I mean, it's just, and it's, it's like a blend of like, you know, like, you know, what she's doing, like, you know, career wise, but also what she's doing just like, you know, personal wise and everything. Uh, she's always on the move and everything. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about a couple of these things and everything. But um, before we get to that, um, I just, uh, I mean, we got time because I mean, she ain't ready yet. And uh, I think actually, I think I exhausted all the conversation we had. <laughs> oh, no, there's plenty to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so. We want to talk about Colin. We got we got like ten minutes before she's ready. So we want to talk about. Yeah, right. See that when you say like, oh. <laughs> right. You don't have to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was oh, my uh, cousin went off to China this week. Really? Yeah. For what? So. Just on a vacation, or is he? Yeah, maybe just for a vacation. Nice. So, um. Yeah, he's there for a, a week, so he's excited about that. He was all just like, I need to buy new stuff, new pants and a new jacket and new shoes. And I'm just like, okay. He's buying He's buying this stuff out in China or buying no. this stuff? Here? Oh, okay. He's buying it here. We're like, you probably could get cheaper if you go to China. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that stuff's made out there anyway, so, I mean. Yeah. But it's pretty like, cool. I, I was wondering, I was like, okay, so – they make it in China and they ship it here and they sell it cheap because mm-hmm. people will buy it. 
If you go to China, is it super expensive there? <laughs> I, I got to believe it has to be cheaper there. Like, it has to be, like, so much cheaper there. Who knows? I was That's just something that confused me on if it is or not. We should uh we should get a uh, a Chinese marketing genius on our show and ask him like, okay, you guys uh you guys make a bunch of Hello Kitty shit that people buy for like thirty five bucks. <laughs> That's actually Japan. It's it's all the same. It's not. I mean it's they're not, like, and that's being really. <laughs> they're like they're like they're like five minutes from each other. And it's the same. I mean they have the same style of living except China's more like classic Asian, where Japan's like more like. Techno Asian, but I mean it's it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. They both have goofy fucking comic books, goofy fucking cartoons. I don't think China does any of those comics though. Maybe I assume all Japanese stuff is from China. Who knows? Probably. Let's see what China has. <laughs> that, that seems like a thing he would do. Yeah. What, what does China have other than a fucking wall? That's like uh, the girlfriend keeps saying Konichiwa for China, but that's hello in Japanese. <laughs> Buy stuff, good for No, I don't want that. Wholesale. It's just all fucking selling wholesale supplier shit. I don't want that. Oh. What is cool about China? Let's see what Google tells me. 30 cool facts about China. Hey, I just want that to National Geographic. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> Let's see a Chinese New Year. Um, the Great okay. Wall. See, I think other than the Great Wall, maybe Shanghai, maybe that's about it. I mean, I just—terracotta statues; those are pretty cool. I just, I, I guess was so like maybe China's more like or that's why I think it is. I think I think when it comes to like Asian culture, China's more like a classic kind of Asian culture, where like Japan's like more yeah like tech tech savvy kind of yeah more modern. Modern, there you go. Traditional and modern uh, when it comes to. Yeah, but I mean, like they're like what, like ten miles away from each other? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been joking with him. Have you heard? Did you you know what the terracotta statues are, right? Her, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're those like the warrior statues, stone mm-hmm. Well, I guess there was a guy that was arrested for breaking off a thumb of one and taking it. It's just like, okay, why are you doing that? So I've been joking with him and telling my cousin not to break any uh, thumbs off while he's there. Oh, shit. So I was way off on the distance between China and Japan. Yeah? Yeah, it's 1,898 miles. Yeah, that's a... I thought they were, like, right there around that fucking, like, lake thing. Well, is that from center... It says uh, the air travel shortest distance between China and Japan is 1,898 miles. If you travel with an airplane, which has an average speed of 560 miles an hour. We're literally looking from, at the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, from China to Japan is 3.39 hours to arrive. I thought that they, you know, maybe I'm thinking of fucking, what the fuck am I thinking of then? Because I thought China was like, I thought China and Japan were like right next to each other. There's like a body of water between the two. I don't There's fucking know. There's the ocean. There's the or the East China Sea. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Fucking other continents are fucking confusing as fuck. And I've never claimed. See, this is why Joey needs to be here. No. Okay. okay. So, 
I think that's going from, like, uh, what is it? S- like, center of China center to, to center. center of Japan. So, it's gotta be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, they're not that far from each other. Like, right now, I took from an edge of China. Mm-hmm. This is Shanghai to some island called Jeju. This is an hour. Oh, that's South Korea. I can't do that one. Oh, let's South Korea, man. Let's go man. from Shanghai to Fukuoka. Yes, yeah. yeah, right. Fukuoka. Yeah. Uh, remove this. Man, I didn't realize how big fucking China was. So an hour and a half, pretty much. Okay. From Shanghai to Nagasaki. Man. Oh, I could have gotten stationed here. In Nagasaki? Uh, it's Saspo, which is pretty close to Nagasaki. That's cool. I never knew where this was. I just wish, uh, well, first I wish uh, people don't think we're all idiots uh, for having this conversation. <laughs> but also, maybe I should have paid more t- attention like geography and shit like that because... Bro, we don't go through this much stuff in geography. Yeah, they are, yeah. Man, fucking China's huge. China is big. Very populated. Yeah, fucking Vietnam down there. Cambodia, Thailand, Laos. Man, out there's Singapore. Hey, this is where I would have been stationed. That's cool. Hey, it's Australia. Man, Sharon and Alan are down over here. Yeah. Lucky. There. Lucky motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Did you hear what happened, though? Uh, I got a lot of Snapchats from Sherry, but I don't think there was anything story-worthy, so I may not know. Oh, not, I mean, about. this was before they even left. Oh, then no. Because um, I, I guess they had this trip planned for Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that all took place there, mm-hmm. and I guess the company called them and canceled it. Really? Yeah. And I, I guess it might have been uh, safety issues was what was given the reason. Don't know if that's true, but maybe uh, Gollum got out. Maybe. Hi, <laughs> precious. But no, I decided, um, even though I hate boats because they sink, I think I'm going to go on a cruise. Yeah, where to? I don't know yet. Cruises are nice. I mean, I mean, I've been. I heard, I, I heard they are. My, I remember my grandma talking to me about them years ago, and I told her, like, oh, I don't want to go on because I've seen Titanic. I know how that shit works. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, the boat is so big, you don't even know you're on the water. I'm like, I bet if I look out, I'll know I'm on the fucking water. Yeah, probably. It's like, it's like you don't even feel it. Uh, yeah, that should start sinking. Yeah, uh, I'll, we'll see if I feel it or not. So. Yeah, so I think I think I, I might go on a cruise. Um, I just uh, I don't know which one yet. 
I was told not to do. There was one cruise I was told not to. I don't know which one I'm fucking was. I'm not even going to attempt to sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I, I think I will go on a cruise one day. But I mean, that's all in the retirement plan when it comes to uh, the lottery winning and shit. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Fucking Greenland's huge too. The fuck? Yeah, Greenland is massive. I don't know how I fucking got even up here. What the hell? Iceland is so tiny. Welcome to Geography Hour of this freaking show. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm going around Saspo. So. Where's uh, where's my native land? Where, <laughs> you mean America? No, no. The, Hungary? Yeah, Hungary, yeah. Should be right here. There it is. Hungary, right by Romania and Austria and Zechia, Slovakia. Whoa. Ukraine and Poland and German, Slovenia, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Is that on base? That's got to be on base, right? I don't know. Bulgaria. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, we got a message from Joey. Thumbs up. What did Joey say? We're just now heading home from this event. Sorry. I'm going to just respond back to him saying, pound sand, brother. <laughs> so this is on base and i guess they have a water park on base there what oh the base uh, in japan you're gonna go to not that i'm gonna go to but no that you were supposed to be stationed at but they sent you to diego garcia instead no i just i had the option of going there gotcha gotcha but... gotcha um all right, that's enough about geography because uh, we do have a guest who is ready to come on. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead, take a quick break, get her on here, and when we come back, we will be sitting with one of our favorite guests of all time. So we'll be back. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Jeff. We're from the History of Bad Ideas podcast. You know what you're listening to right now, Jeff? What are we listening to right now? This freaking show. This freaking show? This freaking show. And when you're not listening to this freaking show... Take a listen to the History of Bad Ideas. Where we talk about sports, movies, and other pop culture events happening in the world. (laughs) So take a listen. Uh, We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place that you find uh, great podcasts like This Freaking Show. This Freaking Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are back with one of our favorite guests that we have had on the show, uh, Leslie Tom. Hi guys! Hey, you have you have no idea how excited Colin is that uh, we were able to get you back on. Oh goodness, you are so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, I'm a, I appreciate not uh, you guys not forgetting about me. Oh, definitely. And I'm no. honored to be back on. Thanks. <laughs> oh no, we uh, even even you can ask Colin. Colin is a uh, a huge follower of your Facebook. Um, <laughs> oh, so. oh Lord, which one? <laughs> Well, I my mean, real one, my personal one or uh, my music one. I your music, my music one. one. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, Lordy mercy. But it's like, uh, well, we mentioned it before, uh, before you came on, um, out of, out of all the guests that we've had on the show, uh, your, um, your music Facebook is probably like the most active Facebook that, uh, that is a oh, part wow. of our group. So it's really cool oh, to cool. kind of see all the cool stuff you guys have going that you have going on. Thank um, you. Yeah, one one of the biggest things that like you know I saw and I read about and that's when I knew like okay it's because the last time you were on was um, back in season one back in July actually of 2016. 16, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was like, okay, we definitely need to get uh, need to get Leslie back on because I want to I want to catch up with everything you have going on because, I mean, it's been almost a year and a half and you're always yeah. moving, you're always going and everything. So, uh, real, real 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 quick, let's do this. Um, just in case no one caught the first episode, just want to get an idea of uh, who Leslie Tom is. Sure, 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 sure. So, <clears throat> I'm a traditional country singer and songwriter. I am uh, originally from Corpus Christi, Texas. I'm a fifth-generation Texas Texan, gladly living in Denver, Colorado now. That's short and sweet. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I run marathons. I'm a Hank Williams uh, crazy person. I'm a flour tortilla snob. I love chocolate chip cookies, and I'm a very I'm a fervent supporter of our military and veterans. That's, That's awesome. really everything you need to know about me right there. Nice. All things amazing except <laughs> for the flour tortilla. <laughs> well, you're not from South Texas, though. You're from Illinois, right? That's true, yes. yes. Yeah, so of course That's you true. wouldn't have the same love and appreciation for my flour tortillas that I do. <laughs> I I've, I don't know why, but I've always been a huge corn tortilla fan. Um, I, don't have okay. tor- I don't have tortillas so much anymore since I started doing this whole keto diet thing. So, Good for you. I know, right? It's been so good. I'm down uh, 48 pounds so far this year. Holy moly! I know, right? Congratulations! Yeah, that right? is incredible. Yeah, it's like it's like a five year old I lost. It's crazy. <laughs> do you feel so much better? I do. Uh, actually, the yeah. other day, um, when I was sitting at my desk, kind of cleaning everything up, I have, I have like, uh, jewelry and stuff that's kind of like here, like watches and like my class ring and stuff like that. I can't fit the class ring on it, but I can fit a ring that hasn't fit on my finger in like three years on it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, most of my pants are parachute pants now, and I do have to wear a belt. That so. is, I am so proud of you. It is so stinking Thank hard you. to lose weight, and I like my hat is off to you for for doing that. That is a great accomplishment, and keep up the good work. It only Thank better you. things to come for you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just I spent sure. I spent years like you know trying, and the thing that I found like well I knew it was, but the thing the hardest thing was trying to find a diet that works. Yeah. And I try to avoid the keto diet like the plague because I love carbs. Yeah. And the biggest thing about the keto diet is you have to get rid of carbs. And as soon Yikes. as I did it, I lost like I lost 26 pounds in January. Oh my and gosh. then I lost another 13 pounds in February. And then I only lost 10 so far this month. So that is so great. Yeah. So it's going really good. Um, and uh, it's, it's just, I have a lot of support behind me, which is really cool too. Um, that is really great. A lot of motivation, yeah. I've only cheated a couple of times, but whenever I do cheat, I hold myself accountable and I, I admit it. I actually have this uh, blog thing on WordPress that I type out. Um, cool. Kind of like a, yeah, it's like a, it's a, basically a journal that um, that my friends and everyone, they read. And every time I do kind of stumble, I always put it on there because I keep myself accountable. Good and, for you. Uh, yeah, but this isn't about me. This is about Leslie Tom. We're here to talk about no, Leslie No, but I am so proud of you. That is, I am a huge uh, proponent of healthy living and mm-hmm. healthy eating. And um, the older that you get, the harder it is to lose weight. So believe me, I understand. I am so proud of you, Travis. That's awesome. Oh, thanks, Leslie. You're welcome. I love when people talk about me. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Anyway, so yeah, one of the <clears throat> one of the biggest things I wanted to uh, talk to you about is you have a new album coming out. Yes, on Friday. The, mm-hmm. Well, the twenty third. So 23rd, we're recording yeah. this a little bit early, but yeah, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, real quick, I, I was I was kind of looking through, kind of getting like the information I can about it. This is your fourth album, correct? Yes, sir. It is. Yeah, see, research. Boom. Okay. I know. That's what I was thinking. Good job. Good job. You did your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's easier. It's easier to do the interview when you uh, kind of pull some information together and I'll, I'll see. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I went to your, I went to your website. And I was kind of like looking through everything, and um, I I noticed there was um. Because I own the one album, I can't remember which one it was. I'm actually going Is back. Is it Leslie that. Tom that you own, or maybe the second act? I think it's the uh, yeah, the second act. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited because because I you know obviously it looks like you could pre-order um, the new album yes. coming out. Uh, Ain't it something, Hank Williams? Yep. And I was looking through the information about it because I mean I know you um. I know that you know you post on Facebook a lot about what's going on with it, and it's able to be pre-ordered. And I believe it's you're you're able to pre-order it right now for fifteen dollars. Yep. And um, I also didn't realize until I did go to the website the other day is that you actually have uh, is a is a ten song album, but four of the songs are actually Hank Williams songs. Yeah, they're they're covers that we put our own little spin on. But yeah, it's so it's a it's a Hank Williams what we're calling a concept album. So we redid a couple of Hank songs that if you even if you're not a huge Hank Williams fan, you'd probably know. So Hey Good Lookin' and Honky Tonkin', most people know mm-hmm. those two. Um and I'm so lonesome I could cry. Most people know that one. But yeah. I purposely made a choice to um, also find a more obscure song that I could do and do it in my own way. And it's the song that we did is my favorite song on the record. It's it's uh, it's called um, Angel of Death, and it's kind of a gospel tune, but it's very dark. Um, and it, it was done more acoustically with just a bass, a guitar, and um, Andy Hall of the infamous String Dusters on Dobro in very, very strong harmonies. So it's my favorite song on the whole record. I just It's one of those that when I sing it live and it's – and everything, the stars and moon align and the harmonies are tight. It gives me chills. It's just one of those songs. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more into the uh, kind of like the gritty old country, like mm-hmm. like the class country back in the day, like Waylon Jennings and, um, you know, Hank. Yeah, oh yeah, outlaw country. I love that stuff. And um, and that's one of the reasons, like, you know, like when I like when I when I found I think I think originally I found. Uh, I think it was your Twitter account. I found. Yeah, we connected right on Twitter. Yeah, and I was like, and I was just trying to find like, um, I was trying to find like old like you know Patsy Cline kind of uh, Willie Nelson era kind of music, and then you came up, and I started listening to music. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, and I love that. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah, it's just amazing because like in my mind, the first thing I thought like this is like uh, today's generation Patsy Cline, the next generation Patsy Cline. Because yeah. you don't you don't get country music like that anymore. Like everything's like so poppy and you know it, it's like auto tuned and I, I just hate what like Luke Bryan did to country music. Um, yeah, but- it's not. But I will tell you this. So you know, the great thing about music overall mm-hmm. is there there's something for everybody. Unfortunately, the way that our current system is set up, if you are not privy to listening to XM radio, you're only, mm-hmm. and you know, you're just listening to a main dial in a major city. You're only going to get the mainstream stuff out of Nashville. Yeah. If, if country music is your jam, if it's not, then you're going to get the mainstream stuff out of LA and New York. Mm-hmm. But 
there actually is this really awesome trend that and movement. There's two different ones that I'm a part of that is giving me hope that the music that I love and make is making a resurgence and people are digging it and listening to it. So I'm a part of a group called Ameripolitan and Ameripolitan is rockabilly, Western swing and honky tonk. And then I just got back on Friday from the Academy of Western Artists Awards in Fort Worth. I was nominated this year for album of the year, pure country album of the year, which was really great. Mm -hmm. And what they, what they focus on is Western music Western swing and pure country. So, and you know, there were probably 500 people at the award show. So it's, it's definitely a niche, but there is, there, there is traditional country music being made. If you listened, if you're in a small town and you have a local station or you're listening to like public radio at, you know, in a college town, you'll hear the, the good country music that people are making. It's just not what you hear if you're in a big city and you don't have access to like homegrown stations or, you know, AAA Americana, um, things like that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, when I was, uh, when I first got my pickup truck, I got the, uh, Sirius radio XM radio for free oh, for yeah, like a year. Mm-hmm. And, and I listened to that religiously when it came to like, you know, the, the Hank Williams stations and all that stuff. And then after I lost it, I kind of just stuck to just like my iPod. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I, there are still good country songs that do come out, but like when sure. it, when it, when it gets poppy and everything, I just, I just not a huge fan of it. And it's because like, you know, growing up, you know, with my dad and everything, he listened to Willie Nelson, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Merle Haggard and all that. My mom was sure. like Alabama, Shania Twain, so even like that stuff, I kind of okay with. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's just all the techno, uh, the techno like new modern stuff, the poppy stuff. I just could not get into it. Which I mean, some yeah. people do enjoy it, and like, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's horrible music. It's just not my taste. Sure, but, exactly. But the music you're putting out is, it is my type of country music, and Thank it's you. awesome to get that where. It's you're listening to music made today, but it sounds like it could have came out in like the fifties or the sixties exactly. and stuff like that. Purposely, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, interestingly enough, the studio that we cut the last two records in, and so the first two records, I used a producer out of San Antonio named Bill Green, mm-hmm. and he does great work and has great musicians. The last two albums, I've used John Macy, who's <clears throat> a Grammy winner. He's here in Denver. He plays still in my band. He kind of manages me. And if you see me, you're going to see John Macy on stage. I mean, it just, I won't play without him. And so John has access and knows the players in Nashville, the studio musicians that played with Patsy Cline, that, that played with, you know, the Charlie Pratt's, the Hank Thompson's, the, um, not Hank Williams so much. That was probably a little bit before. No, maybe some of them did play with Hank Williams. But anyway, back from like the 60s and on. Mm-hmm. And those guys get it. The studio that we cut in is called Cinderella Sound Studios. And when I tell you, you feel as though you've walked into 1960, <laughs> it is not an exaggeration. But what I love so much about that studio is it feels like home for me. And being in the studio is really intimidating, especially when you're 
singing across, we sing live. So all the musicians are together in the studio okay. with me. It's not done and like cut, cut together and all that. It's, it's truly live. And, you know, Lloyd Green plays pedal steel on my records along with John, but, um, in the Nashville sessions that we do, and he's played on over 120 number one country songs. So you don't think that's uh -huh. intimidating, but because <laughs> those guys are so great and they're such professionals and I think they really enjoy the music that we're making. Mm -hmm. It's a great time for all of us. You know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is so refreshing and this is so exciting. And I love the stuff that we're doing right now. So, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's kind of like where I kind of feel, uh, it's like you said, uh, where it doesn't feel like work. And that's how I feel like when it comes to podcasting is as long as I enjoy doing it, it doesn't feel like a job. When it starts becoming like a job, then you kind of lose the fun in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that's the way you feel about music, but that's kind of like how I kind of feel about podcasting. Like I, I love being able to come on here and talk to Colin and talk to Joey or doing the other podcasts I do and talking to DJ because it's, it's a, it's a way to kind of escape reality. Yeah. And to get totally. into like your own kind of world and everything. Cause like here, you know, I'm, I'm Travis T I'm the host of this freaking show. In the world where, you know, I work at a Freightliner dealership as Travis, it, his life sucks. But here, this, yeah. this, this is where the magic is, and that's what I love doing. Yeah, um, I get it. <laughs> uh, so um, March 23rd uh, is the release date for the, your album. Um, I also noticed that you have a tour going on right now. Oh, my gosh. We start on Tuesday. I, I, am, I was just looking at my husband over dinner and about to cry because it's so much. There's... So, 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 so much going on. And I'm thankful and grateful and I don't take any of it for granted, but it is so overwhelming. My mm -hmm. husband said, what time are you leaving tomorrow? And I was like, no, we're leaving Tuesday morning. But yeah, so we start our Texas tour this week and we'll be in Austin on Wednesday, Kennedy, Texas, which is half the time where I grew up. My dad lived there. My parents divorced when I was really young. So every other weekend I was in Kennedy. So we're doing our official CD release party for Texas and Kennedy. Awesome. And then... Friday night, we're doing a private show for a little Baptist church in Beeville, Texas. It's their gala, and we're playing that, and I'm really excited about that. Saturday morning, we're um, going to sing at the first annual Eli's Fund Dog Walk, and I'll tell you guys in a second about what that is. And then okay. Saturday night, we have a show um, where my alma mater is, Texas A&M University and College Station, at the Calvary Court which is a hotel and they have a live music venue there. So then um, I fly home on Sunday and I'm home for a week and then, or actually I guess I'm home for two weeks. And then we do our Nashville tour um, out of Nashville, I should say. So we play Nashville on Saturday night, the mm -hmm. 7th. We have our official CD release party at the station Inn in Nashville on the 8th at five o'clock. We're in the studio, I think on Monday, the 7th. Um, eighth, we have a show honky tonk Tuesday night at the American Legion post 82 in San Ant or in, um, Nashville. We may be in the studio again, <clears throat> excuse me on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I think we're in Oxford, Mississippi at the Ledford house. And then Friday, we're playing at a place called Alabama's little bit of Texas. And that's outside of Montgomery. And then Saturday morning, this is so dadgum exciting. We're doing an acoustic show in Montgomery at the Hank Williams Museum. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. 
And then um, Saturday night, we are playing at American Legion Post 62 in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee for some of my favorite folks on earth. So we have a packed schedule coming up and then we're doing a West Coast run in July that'll also be part of our tour. And then we have shows in kind of everywhere in between there, Evergreen, Colorado Springs, Salida, Colorado. Um, so yeah, different places. I um I didn't I couldn't have noticed, but uh, Chicago was never mentioned. Oh, I know. I wish I... we could play in Chicago. It's you know it's hard because I have a daughter who's mm-hmm. five, and we can only be gone about a week at a time before it becomes too difficult on I all gotcha. of us. And so it, we would have to do a run where you know we started and kind of did a bunch of different shows in order to make it. Um, financially feasible because it's really expensive to tour. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but musicians don't make much money. <laughs> so yeah. I have to be very cautious. But yes, if we ever play in Chicago, I'll let y'all know. Oh, you got to let me know because we're, and even if it's not like Chicago, even if it's like the like West End of Illinois or something, you let me know because I, okay. I got I to see this music live. I, I need to. Um, and I, I remember like, <clears throat> The closest I was able to see it was you did a um, it was a video you put up. Uh, it had to be within the last like six or eight months. Um, I think it maybe it was an acapella thing, but you were, I think you played your guitar too, and it was just like a Facebook video or Facebook Live. Yeah, it was probably I played. I wrote this song um, with my friend Sean Gasaway. Sean and I have connected about I don't know six or nine months ago. A mm-hmm. publisher introduced us and he wrote a song on my record called Mr. Williams by himself. It's amazing. And I said, Oh, will you write with me? I'm going to, I'm going to be in town. And so we got together and we finished a song, another song in the record um, that I, that we co-wrote with my friend, Andy Wren um, called Audrey's song, still love you. And then Sean and I got together in Nashville in September, I guess. And I was doing a show in um, Castle Rock, Colorado for, it it was an organization called Pro Police Rally Colorado, where we bring in different, or we don't, but the guy that puts the event together brings in different organizations that support our um, law enforcement community. Mm -hmm. And we played in that. And he said, you're a songwriter, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, your brother's a police officer. And I said, yes, he is in Kentucky. And he goes, how about you write a song about your brother from a sister's perspective? And I was like, oh man, that is really hard. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went to Sean and I said, look, we've got to write a song about my brother. And so we wrote this amazing called song called man in blue. People went bonkers about it at the police rally. Um, and it's so great. I'm, it'll be one that we cut this week when we're or in April when we're in the studio in Nashville. It's just a song about my brother and his service to his community in Kentucky and how proud I am of him and how much sacrificing all of our law enforcement um, and first responders have to do. It's not a nine to five job. They work 24 seven, 365 days a year and, you know, keep us all safe. So it's a really, really great song. I'm really proud of it. It's probably one of the best ones we've ever written. So, yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. I, Oh, and I, so the reason I tell you that is I was singing that on Facebook Live for my brother's birthday. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember, like, I get because I get notifications and everything from people I follow, and it said, like, Leslie Tomlin Live. I'm like, awesome. They made here. <laughs> so, um, You're so sweet. Thank you. 
So, but no, like, I I definitely want to see you live. I'm hoping um, maybe even like you know you hit Missouri or something, even like right there. I'll uh, you know take a drive out there and uh, enjoy country music because I don't go to a lot of concerts, but I'll definitely go to see a Leslie Tom concert. You're so awesome. <laughs> yeah, we played in Kansas City last year. That was awesome. Kansas City, Missouri. It was so great. Mm. At Knuckleheads, which was fun. <laughs> so yeah, I'll let you know. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if even if you're in like some kind of Midwest, I'll I'll, I'll find a way. We're we're going okay. to meet up. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Um, the the first annual Eli's Fun Dog Walk. Yes. What? Oh, uh, tell me about that. Yeah. So I think you may know this about me. Anybody that knows me for more than maybe two and a half minutes in a music um, <laughs> sense knows that my calling from Christ is to serve our veterans and military communities, and so. Every time I release a record and we do a pre-sale campaign, I partner with a nonprofit organization that helps veterans um, or our military families, personnel, active duty folks. And my uncle is a Marine and has had uh, multiple myeloma from overexposure to Agent Orange from Vietnam for eight years. And in September, my aunt did something that is very unorthodox, but it was maybe the coolest thing I've ever been to. Instead of celebrating his life after he passed away, she decided to have a party to recognize and celebrate his life while he's still alive. And it was the coolest thing I've ever been to. So I sang, of course, at the party, and there was this man there. And like I said, I went to Texas A&M, and we started talking. And um, he is a veterinarian in Corpus Christi, where I'm from, went to Texas A&M, and he said, I have to tell you about this nonprofit that I have through the Texas A&M Foundation. And he started telling me about what they do. So um, he sits on the board, I believe, for the Texas A&M Veterinary Medical School. And what they do is offer uh, veterinary care for active duty military service dogs or veterans service dogs that have to go to Texas A&M University to to be treated to make sure that those service dogs are kept healthy. They don't charge the veteran or the active duty military service person any vet bills. Um, And the reason that this organization came about was from a young man down in my neck of the woods named Colton Rusk. Mm -hmm. Colton was in Afghanistan and had a dog named Eli. That was his, it wasn't, he wasn't a serve. I guess he was a service dog in that he, I guess maybe a bomb sniffing dog or something. And Colton was um, in Afghanistan and was killed. And Eli got on top of his body and would not get off of his body, would not work anymore after Colton died, would just lay in his bunk. And usually the way the military works, from what I understand, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, is the dogs, if their handler is killed, they just are transferred to another handler. Well, in this situation, Eli wouldn't work. So um, Dr. Moore was able to get Eli... Um, discharged out of the military and Colton's mom and dad, um, Kathy Rusk is his mom's name, adopted Eli. And he's had some medical bills and things like that. And so Dr. Moore started this. It's not, it's a nonprofit through Texas A&M University Foundation, um, Mm -hmm. whereby they take, he takes care of Eli um, to make, you know, free of charge for the Rusk family. 
So it's just this really amazing organization and they, they continue to do work. And so we're doing, or I'm not, I'm singing and participating, but we're doing a walk to, to raise money for EY's fund at the Eisenhower Park in San Antonio from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, this coming Saturday. And we're going to be playing like from 9 to 9.30. I'm going to sing the national anthem and then we'll do the walk and then go to College Station. And so I um, made a commitment that I would donate 25% of the pre-sale campaign to um, Eli's fund, which is something I always do. And it's just so disheartening the way the music business has gone. Um, people just don't really buy music anymore like they used to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I started 14 years ago, everybody bought CDs and you could make a decent living off selling CDs. Well, now people use streaming services and things of that nature. So I've only raised $1,000 for this pre-sale campaign, which means I only have $250 to give to Eli's fund, which sucks because I wanted to give 5000 But yeah. anyway... It's better than nothing, and I'm very grateful for all those that have participated so far. And Thursday, I believe Dr. Moore and his wife, Margo, are coming to my show, and they're going to talk about Eli's Fund and what they do, the good work they're doing at Texas A&M. And I am going to pass a hat, and I, by golly, am going to raise some money for them more than the $250 that I'll be able to give them from my pre-sale campaign. So it's all going to be okay. It's just a it's disappointing when I have these grandiose ideas and goals and I don't need them, you know? No, I, yeah, I totally understand. But I mean, it's awesome that uh, you're still willing to do all that. Cause I mean, that that's more than some people like aren't even willing to do nowadays. So yeah, it, it's really cool how you, you know, you're trying to help, like help out like, you know, foundations and fundraisers and stuff like this, especially with military, uh, even military pets. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And, <laughs> We are very, very, very blessed to live in a country where people uh, volunteer. We have an all-volunteer service to keep us safe. I mean, that's that doesn't happen very much, and there's a lot of sacrificing that a lot of people do. And for them, I'm forever and eternally grateful. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk about one more thing before okay. you go. I want to talk about the uh, Academy of Western Artists Awards. Okay. And I kind of want to talk about your out-of-body experience uh, you mentioned <laughs> You are doing your homework. Yeah, this is like I was just—I was reading, and it just blew my mind. So, so tell me, so tell me what happened on the uh, the plane. So, you know, I I knew in my heart I wasn't going to win. Nobody knows who I am. It's you know, it's not like I'm some big name in any circle. And so, I I thought this is dumb to even think about writing an acceptance speech because, you know, I mean, I'm not going to win. And the other side of me was like, but what if I do? I mean, I do have a one in five chance mm-hmm. of winning and I don't have anything prepared. Then I'll get up and I'll be nervous and emotional and I'll say something stupid. So I started writing it before I flew to Fort Worth. And it was actually, it was just so weird. Cause you, you know, when I was younger, I would watch like the CMAs or the Grammys and you see people get up and have these acceptance speeches. And it's like, oh my gosh, I would never get to do that. And So here I am sitting at my table writing this speech and I was like, oh my God. And then I got on the plane and did some more. And I was like, this is, I feel like I am in the twilight zone or something. It's like I'm having an out-of-body experience. And then as I started writing, what happened is I, I was reminded of how incredibly blessed I am to have such wonderful people supporting me. And it it was a good exercise to go back and, and remind myself how thankful I am for the studio musicians, for John Macy 
for my songwriting partners, Billy O'Rourke and Linda Kale and Tony Gunner and my duet partners, Kevin Moon and um, former Navy SEAL Pete Scobell. And, you know, for, for my booking agent, Vic Ashcraft, who works his tail off and, you know, mostly gets no response to emails and returned phone calls. And then to, to think about how lucky I am to have this amazing husband that I am as crazy about today as I was nine years ago when we started dating and this five-year-old little precious girl that looks up to me and sings nonstop and is my, my world and my family and my friends. It was just such a great exercise to do that, but it was also yeah. very surreal after all these years to be nominated for something and maybe mm. win. it was, and of course I didn't, but it was still a really cool thing to get to do for sure. So that was my out of body experience on the plane. I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. That's really cool then. No, I mean like, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird how like things like that come to your mind, like, you know, as you're writing something or typing something, um, I had the same feelings. Like, you know, when I, when I became like, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call it an ordained minister, but I did the online thing to become uh, yeah. the guy who does, you know, wedding services and stuff like that. Sure. Um, not, yeah, not so much like uh, Joey who just jumped on. Uh, Joey, say hi, man. Hey, how's it going? There hi, we go. Joey. Sorry for being so late. That's okay. It's good to hear your voice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so Joey, Joey's actually going to school to be a reverend, priest, pastor, oh, minister. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's doing like, he's taking the long road where I just paid the 30 bucks and got a certificate printed out. <laughs> but uh, maybe Joey could kind of agree with me. I don't know how the way he feels about it, but um, writing like wedding ceremonies and stuff like that, it kind of gives you a different perspective on like what you're trying to find in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with Joey, maybe a little different because he already found his his, uh, his better half, if you will. Um, I'm working on mine, but. Good. It's weird, like, when you create, like, you know, these uh, ceremonies and stuff like that, you keep thinking, like, you know, the, it, it's a lot easier to speak uh, or to write what you're feeling and is trying to, like, copy what other people are saying. So yeah. I get the whole I get the whole body experience thing. It was just really cool to kind of just hear the story firsthand. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So how was uh, how was the uh, award um, the award show overall besides, you know, the uh, speech? Um, it was fun. It was great. It's, it's really the, the little niche communities that I'm in, whether it be Ameripolitan or the AW Academy of Western artists, I think people are so kind and good and passionate and we're all doing the same thing. We're all working like five jobs in order to support our, you know, desire to be artists and songwriters and everybody's in the same boat. Nobody's making any money. Everybody feels stressed. Like it's, it's good to have to, to commiserate with other people who are in the same boat as me, but yet yeah. everyone is just so supportive. And to know that the cool thing about the AWA is, is the nominees. So people nominate you, anybody in the, in like the world can nominate you. And then I don't know how I, then they send the nominations out to all of the, um, DJs, the radio stations and DJs that are members of the Academy of Western artists, and they pair it down to the top five. So there were probably 30, different albums that were nominated from album of the year. And so I was super surprised to make it to the top five. And then of the top five, they vote for the winner. So mm. what I love about it is it's not a popularity contest where, you know, you can rig the system to get nominated and win. It truly yeah. is voted on by people in the industry that are spinning your records. And to me, that's really important and impactful 
So that was one of the things I really liked about the AWAs. And, and like I said, just really, really great people all the way around. It's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so real quick, uh, before uh, we say our goodbyes, just kind of want to tell everyone um, where they could uh, find you on social media, where they could find your album and everything, how they could buy the album uh, pre-sale to raise more money for Eli. Thank you. Yes, mm -hmm. so you can go to my website, which is Leslie Tom Music, so L-E-S-L-I-E-T-O-M-M-U-S-I-C.com, and there's a link on the, my homepage um, to, to uh, participate in the pre-sale campaign. If this happens to air after the pre-sale campaign is over, which it may, then people can go directly to my website and... Um, and purchase the record there. It, it'll also be on, you know, Spotify and CD Baby and iTunes and all those other lovely places as well. But obviously, we like uh, buying direct. Um, mm. And then social media, so Facebook.com/slash Leslie T Music, and Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. I am my hashtag is Leslie Tom Music. So you can find me on those places and I don't do Snapchat. I'm too old for that. And I don't have enough brain <laughs> bandwidth in my brain to figure out how to use that. I've tried and I'm like, this sucks. I don't, I can't figure it out. So that's it for me. Oh, YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Leslie Tom music too. Excellent. Well, I know I'm definitely going to uh, me, Con and Joey. Joey are definitely going to work with Derek to get this edited and put together as quick as possible to get Thanks, a release guys. as soon as possible because, I Oh yeah, well the uh, because the Eli Fund is happening this Saturday, uh, yes. your your record's being released uh, this coming Friday. So if we can get this released as soon as possible, so it gives people enough time to hear it, uh, we'll share the Eli Fund uh, page that I just found on Facebook. I'm going to share that on our Facebook page. Cool. And um, I'm also going to share uh, a link to your website so they can find uh, the direct uh, presale from there as well. So thank you, Travis. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like you know if if. I mean, if even if we could do something, it's better than not doing anything at all. So listen, one more. I mean, it's everything matters, right? Like every dollar counts, mm -hmm. and I think that's how that's how Dr. Moore feels. Um, they collect, you know, pennies at a time by putting out cans at different veterinary clinics across the country. So it's good. Anything we do is helping, and for that, I'm thankful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we here at this freaking show will definitely do our part and do our best to help out with that. Um, and hopefully, um, it does not take another year and a half before we get to come back on and talk <laughs> about know. it. I <laughs> know. I know. Well, thank you guys for remembering me and absolutely. for having me on and for being so kind and supportive. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you both, or all three of you, continued success. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll take a sure. quick break and then we will come back. You on the mark. The year 2014. Two best friends set out on a journey to produce the best content related to all things film. In 2015, they founded a podcast to share their passions with the world. From rants, lisps, and beer, to trailers, challenges, and premieres, Nick and Justin have you covered. Find the Epic Film Guys podcast at epicfilmguys.podbean.com and follow the show on Twitter. And we'll see you at the movies. All right, now we are back. Uh, thanks again to Leslie for coming on, and thanks, Colin, for coughing at the beginning of coming back from that break. I said, hold on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and as I, you did respond, and I coughed. I, was just <laughs> I didn't hear you say, hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, oh that's all good. I, I, I was super excited. Joey was finally able to make the last 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> I was excited, too. All right. And we got to talk to you, Leslie, a little bit. You missed so much confirm, confirm, uh, conversation, as well as our ignorance uh, about the uh, continent of Asia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we see, had a, I, uh, I realized short geography <laughs> travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, nice. um, I it dawned on me that uh, Colin and I cannot be left alone when uh, intellectual intellectual conversations are being created. I'm sure so, you're fine. Yeah, because uh, apparently, apparently, we I I know we're gonna sound like fools, but nah. yeah. Wait, wait for you to listen. You're gonna be like, I, I fucking, I fucking, I fucking host a show with these people. What the fuck? <laughs> Anywho, um, I bet it was great. It, She's it, too it, good it, a guest it, for you guys to screw it up too much. Yeah, Leslie's awesome. She's so it's, it's easy, and it's easy when you have those guests that everything kind of just flows perfect with. It's just like a conversation, and I think we kind of have that with like any guest that we've had on recently. Like there hasn't been um, a interview where it went south or went sour or anything. It was just like a conversation. And that's what I love about even all the guests that we've had on so far. Um, especially the new guests we'll have next week. Oh, any, any response would be appreciated. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, 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 who's, yeah, yeah, who's our, who's our uh, guest? Or can we talk? Um, we yeah. You know what? I'm, I haven't done this uh, since January. But, you know, I don't think there's what's the chance of me fucking this up again. So next week we're going to interview uh, a new cosplayer. Oh, my Sophie. Um, new to us, not new to the cosplaying world. She's been she's been around. Um, I don't know how much. We'll find out how long she's been around. I don't want to give too much away about what we're going to talk about. But uh, cosplayer Oh, my Sophie going to be the third cosplayer we interview here on this freaking show. And the chances of that falling through like we did in January, very, very slim. I mean, what are the odds? <laughs> They got to be low by now, right? Law to. of averages and such. Right. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the the universe cannot come at me that hard, you know. Be like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, we may have fucked up two or three times, but you know, you're good for the rest of the year. So, um, so next week we'll do the uh, Oh My Sophie interview. Next week we're going to uh, reveal the Follow Your Star Award recipient. Uh, but this week we will continue on with our season three new segment of Awkward Flicks with Awkward Colin. Hey guys, that's me. Awkward. Um, yeah. So let's get right on to it. That's this little segment we like to call awkward flicks. It's our little segment where I basically give my review of a movie that I saw or have seen in the past, or you guys can always suggest me one and I'll take a look at it and give you my thoughts on it. Like I said, I hate critics, but what am I doing? I'm being a critic. But I don't have a I don't have a problem with unpaid critics. Uh, paid critics is where I have a problem with. But <laughs> anywho, uh, this week's movie that I'm, I like to say is Love Simon. Um, I saw this movie yesterday. It's a romantic comedy movie. Uh, <laughs> it's actually based on a book called. Uh, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. It's about a kid, normal in every way, uh, normal life, just 
high school kid, except for the fact he's gay. And nobody knows. Um, ends up, he starts talking to somebody online who basically, have you ever heard of those, like, just the town local chat website there where secrets are told and stuff anonymously. Yeah. Like a, like a town confessions yeah. or whisper. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. like that. Um, somebody came out for the town website and said, he's basically, he was said he's gay. And so uh, he, he was outed by some anonymous no, person. No, this, uh, this kid, he anonymously posted under a just a fake name, mm. uh, named Blue, and he's just saying, "Hey, I'm coming out as gay." He doesn't gotcha. say who he is. He's just set, basically he's just there's just a kid. As everybody sees it, it's just a kid who came out saying he's gay. He's at this school. Um. Anywho, uh, this Simon kid sees it. And then starts talking to him and says, I mean, because he's gay, he, but he's never been able to talk to anybody about it. Uh, <laughs> and he just starts on a conversation about him and they go back and forth emailing and stuff. And, uh, ends up this kid sees this, this, uh, chain of emails between them and basically starts blackmailing him to try and get with one of his friends. Uh, it's, I want to say it's, he does it in an evil way, but then he, he, again, he just wants to have a chance. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely wrong what he did, but, um, <laughs> yeah. It's so, I mean, with this thing, like he's saying he's being blackmailed and basically with him being blackmailed and him trying to not be outed as being gay in this school, he starts affecting the lives of other people by doing what this kid wants. And, uh, Hmm. uh, it's just the struggles that he's going through. And because, I mean, it's a big, I mean, it's big for him. He, I mean, He's in high school. Gays get made fun of. They're demean. They're just just like everybody else. Who cares who they love? (laughs) But, uh, um, he, uh, uh, it ends up, stuff happens that it's, it's found out and then there's fallout and then there's support and (laughs) it's just an overall really good movie. Um, it's, I mean, there's some things that I didn't like about it. Um, just like characters that don't really have a purpose in my opinion that don't even need to be there. But, uh, that's all movies pretty much, I guess. Um, but I would definitely say this is a movie to check out. Um, I know that not everybody supports gays, which is dumb because there's nothing Word. wrong with it. <laughs> Preach. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I would definitely say check this out. Give it a chance. Um, uh, and I would have to say, overall, um, it's not one of those movies you have to go see in theaters. You can wait for in your own time. But uh, definitely, I would say check it out. And I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5 awkwards this week. Nice. So, fantastic. Yes, it's a it's a very good movie. Like I said, it's got Nick Robinson who who is Simon, phenomenal job, uh, props all around to his character. He, I mean, I thought he did a great job. Um, you also have Josh Duhamel, I think I don't know how to say his last name. Me either. <laughs> and Jennifer Gardner, and they play his parents. Um. But like I said, it's a great movie. Uh, go see it. Give it a chance. Uh, yeah. So back to you, Travis. Thanks, man. Yeah. When I first heard about this movie, my first thought was like, how did it take so long for a movie like this to come out? Yeah. Like, I, I, was, I, I was surprised it, too. But you yeah, know, I mean, I'm glad it did. Yeah. Because it does give people like that outlook or that perspective that that maybe they, not, maybe not so much like, hasn't seen but like maybe ignored. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But no. And from from what I saw, because I haven't seen the movie yet, and I haven't I haven't been to a movie in a while. Need to change that. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen it yet, but just from like looking at the uh, uh, trailers and stuff like that, it just looks like it. It's a movie that definitely needs that. It needed to happen. It was just surprising to me that this hasn't happened like five years ago or anytime sooner than it is now. Yeah. But good job, Colin. Yeah, you uh, you really impressed me on these uh, reviews. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, proud Absolutely. of you. Proud of you, kid. Well, thank you. What's that from? Proud of you, kid. Uh, so many things. Yeah, but so the many. way you say it, it's from a certain thing. Oh, maybe it came from me. I'm gonna do some research. Yeah, you know what I was just trying to do, but I don't know. Well, while you guys are doing that, I guess I'll just keep doing a podcast because that's what we're fucking <laughs> doing. Uh, fucking Joey, what are, you, uh, what are you freaking on this week, bro? I am freaking on my thesis research, which is what I've been doing all week, and uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been intense. Uh, I'm I'm getting uh, increasingly sick. Of reading about the the Holocaust or the the Shoah, uh, which I understand is the more appropriate name for it uh, now. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I didn't know I, I have seen some some sick things in my life uh, just from being on the internet in uh, you know being an internet native and stuff. Uh, I didn't know that I had uh, a line that could be crossed anymore. Uh, and I learned this week after reading uh, firsthand accounts by by Holocaust survivors and uh, perpetrators of the Holocaust, uh, just how horrific some things were. And uh, I, I, it's gross. It's horrible. It's awful. Uh, and uh, my, I'm full of it. You know what I mean? Like uh, I've, I've eaten too much with my eyes of this stuff. Yeah. So uh, it was a very uh, tough time in history. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And just, you know, I mean, like, it's not the only one, right? It's just, oh, yeah. it's the biggest genocide we're aware of uh, in the West. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's, it is, there's some sick, some sick crap that those people did. And uh, uh, to some extent, I feel we should all know about it. Uh, to a, a lesser extent, uh, I think, uh do it very carefully because uh, you want to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm freaking out this week is uh, just the, the trauma of the world. So happy to bring a total bummer to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you freaking out this week, Colin? Uh, I'm freaking out on the fact that uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it this week again. My homework um, that I I was so nervous about my class. I was going to drop the class and that <laughs> because it's a writing class. I mean, it's not really a writing class. It's an answering questions class versus actual like programming stuff. And. I was I was just like so nervous. I was just like I'm gonna drop this class. I can't do this. I'm gonna fail this, cause I can't. I suck at writing. I always have, and I'm, you know, I got a hundred on all my assignments, and I'm just pushing that on forward to this next set of assignments for this this month. So I'm trying to keep my head up, get my homework done on a schedule. I set a time aside that I could do the assignments like once a week for each chapter and then get through what I need to. And right now it's been going really good. Uh, tomorrow I start the last of my assignments for this, this month so that I can turn them all in by next weekend. So I'm really nice. proud of myself on this on keeping myself and uh, answering these questions. Not giving up. Good. Good for oh. you. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, what about you, Travis? <clears throat> um. Well, this Saturday I am going to go to a, a independent wrestling show. Uh, it's the first one I've been able to go to in about six months, so I'm really excited to see some live local professional wrestling. So nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also excited to. Uh, work six days this week and only get paid for five. That's oh, super fun. That sounds just bullshit. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, I thought my day was bad, and then fucking Joey opened his fucking mouth <laughs> and started talking, and I got nothing to bitch about anymore. No, no. <laughs> but no, it mainly the wrestling thing, the job thing. I'm not too worried about. It should only be three hours tomorrow, so I'm not too worried about that. But I'm definitely excited about going to this wrestling show. I'm going to go see Southland Championship Wrestling, hang out with some guys that I haven't talked to in a while because the old work schedule I had kind of prevented me from doing that. But new work schedule is going to make everything work out perfect for it, and I'm super excited to be part of that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Joe. Yes. Uh, Every week our listeners could catch Geekcast Joe here on this freaking show. Um, but if one hour a week of Geek Cash Joe just isn't enough, we're going to go. If you need more Geek Cash Joe, you can find me over the Geek Cash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching Geek Cast Live. 
Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching This Freaking Show. You can go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, to see a list of all the amazing guests that we've had, just like Leslie Tom, uh, and just like everyone before her or after her because she was here in season one as well. You can go back and listen to that show as well because they're both awesome. It's awesome to talk to her. Uh, go to thisfreakingshow.com. Go to the contact section where you can give your request on an idea for a show. If you want to be part of the show, or if you have an issue with anything, we talk on the show like the Holocaust. Um, oh, fuck. What else is there? Oh, shit. Forgot to do this. <clears throat> um, if you guys have a craving for a burger and a beer, and it's a Monday or a Wednesday, and you only have like $8 on you, go to Piper Bar and Grill Pizza Illinois, where you get a burger and a beer every Monday and Wednesday for just $7.99. You can find them on Facebook at Piper Bar or at the website at PiperBar.com. Well, if you didn't do that at the beginning, I assume you also didn't talk about WeAreDapperTies.com, where you can get a high-quality knit tie for a low, low price of just $15. And if you use the discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, you'll get free shipping on your order. So head on over to WeAreDapperTies, put in that discount code, and get yourself a sweet, sweet knit tie today. I can't believe I forgot about the plugs. (laughs) I completely mowed over the plugs. Yeah, it happens. Mm, it does happen. I was hoping I, I was going to hear Colin do it. Uh, do the We Are Dapertized plug. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to mention it when we first started the show. And Travis didn't say anything, so I kind of just kept my mouth shut. But I was just like, I don't <laughs> know if... Like, I would probably just say, just go to dapertized.com. <laughs> I couldn't Perfect. make it sound as sophisticated as you, Joe. Nah, you would have been fine. Now, I have faith with, in you. With Joey's perfect enunciation of words, I mean, you need a sophistication like that for dapper ties. <laughs> I mean, nah. if, I, if I tried doing it, I'd be like, hey, you want a tie? 15 bucks, dappertie.com. 15. Damn it. Just like that. Fuck it up. I like that one. That would make me want to buy a tie. Would that make it like, like this guy? I mean, he has so much passion for ties. Yeah. Um, as always, I am Travis. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.